everybody. I'm Eureka John, and you're at Eureka Street Crypto, broadcasting live from Leander, Texas. It is 5.48 in the morning. I'm going to try to make this a short broadcast this morning because i got to get on out the door and get to work. But um, yeah, it's January 28th. This is episode number 399. And uh, I took a break yesterday from broadcasting because I was working on some other podcast stuff. But uh, um, tomorrow will be episode 400. 399 is just as um, cool. Uh, today's my dad's birthday, so happy birthday, dad. And, uh, you know, he um, has been around for a while. And uh, he's the cat that always lands on his feet, for sure. That's um, and He's been uh, um, running his own businesses for shoot as long as i can remember (laughs) and uh, he's he's taken a lot of risks and taken a lot of falls and always gotten back up and and uh, created new successes and new days out of every single business that he's created and uh yeah it's it's been real inspiring um you know if i interviewed vlad costea and i have his bitcoin takeover magazine right here that he sent me all the way from romania and my dad happened to in the 80s um and 90s hire a bunch of Romanians fleeing from the Cuchescu regime, um, the communist regime back in Romania. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's real inspiring. You know, um, my parents adopted six kids. You know, they always have they have a big heart. And then any time that they've taken a risk and, and, and received some success from that risk, they take the fruits of that success and just want to give it away to everybody else around them and to try to help others succeed. So that's really cool. And, uh, that's something that, you know, I would like to try to emulate throughout my life as well, um, is to be able to share the fruits of, of any success that I get. So that's, that's, that's really rad. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I hear all types of stories about, you know, from the, about the people from Romania that were, that I grew up working in the in the machine shop with and stuff like that, they were hard workers. Um, they 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 really wanted to do a good job. And I remember the day uh, I believe it was like 1988 or 89 when the Cuchescu regime fell and the communist regime fell in Romania. They all just put down their tools and stopped working and celebrated and hung out and were cheering in the shop. And, you know, um, yeah, I didn't know what was going on because I didn't know what communism was at the time. And, you know, <laughs> I did just these people with funny names working in the shop, you know, and, uh, you know, my dad just, uh, yeah, he, I was hearing stories about like, you know, their mothers coming over from communist Romania and then going into an American grocery store and crying because there's so much food available and they just never seen anything like that in their life. So, yeah, you know, count your blessings and what you have every single day. And, uh, you know, my parents certainly did that. And um, like I said, any they took a lot of risks and they've taken a lot of hard falls. But like my 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 dad's the cat that always lands on his feet and uh, always gets back up and tries again and then succeeds again you know so that's 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 kind of what i tried to do here and so what i'm doing here with this station is you know i was going out on a limb and just trying and learning how to broadcast publicly and learning about crypto and blockchain publicly and just trying to to do my best to um you know, accurately talk about stuff every single day, but willing to make mistakes, willing to get be shot down for it. And um, yeah, just um, 
if you if, if you don't try, you'll never know, you know, and you'll always learn something, you know, and just like a working out, you know, you, you never after you work out say, man, that was a really bad idea. You know, <laughs> like you always feel better. You know, so anyway, enough of the moral preaching uh, for this morning. I just, you know, wanted to say happy birthday to my dad. That's it. Um, anyway, so let's take a look at the crypto markets. Um, still in a bad p- position. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um, you know, whatever it is, what it is, you know, like I I am literally in it for the tech and this episode here where I'm going to talk about Celestia for a little bit, we'll, we'll prove that. Um, like I, I follow price. Sure. You know, um, Ethereum is down to 2,392.63. Bitcoin is, is not that bad, I guess. 36,471. Um, I can just imagine people getting liquidated at 2,400 and uh, 2,500 for Ethereum. Um, yeah. Uh, cascading effects all around. It's going to shake out, you know, the, the DGENs and the gamblers and stuff like that. I'm a little bit of a DGEN. I have some stuff leveraged, but nothing like with some, you know, crazy liquidation levels, you know, it would have to be like really worthless to get liquidated for the stuff that I have leverage. Um, so anyway, uh, tethers that, I mean, the stable coins have, have managed to maintain a peg, um, you know, at a dollar. Um, there was a couple days there where it was getting to like 98 and 97. I think I even saw 96 cents on one of them of the stable coins. Um, but uh, it really tested out the pegs of the stable coins. When you have rapid drops, you know, stable coins are always adjusting and fluctuating to try to maintain a peg to a dollar. And uh, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, um, Binance coin 381.72, Cardano dollar two, XRP 59 cents, Solana 88.11. Uh, Terra 49.52, Polkadot 17.64, the Doge 13 cents, almost 14 cents, Avalanche 62.57. I mean, if you believe in this technology and you believe in Web3 technology and you believe a lot of these projects have a future beyond what's going on in this shakeout here, um, you know, or the dot com bubble had a shakeout at the beginning when the dot com bubble burst. And uh, there, there were some a lot of stuff that was just shaken out and went to trash. And then same thing with the ICO boom in uh, 2017 you know, in crypto. You had all these white papers and these vaporware and all these projects and these tokens that were coming out and these fundraisers for it. And, uh, you know, most of those projects are not really in the top rankings today, if at all. You know, so um maybe some of the same stuff is happening right now again you know maybe this isn't just like a, a little dip maybe this is a severe correction a shakeout of the industry i don't know but uh, either way the technology is still advancing and right now developers have their heads down really working hard and uh, that's that's what a lot of people do um whenever they take a hard hit and a hard fall you know as i said in the beginning of this episode here is they 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 put their head down and they they get back to work you know and they're like okay you know, the, you can't sit around and rest on your laurels too long and the fruits of your success. You know, um, you got to keep keep chugging at it, you know. Um, so um, let me go to one of the main topics I wanted to talk about today. I'm going to get a little technical, um, so you'll have to excuse me. And I have this article pulled up and I had all these amazing highlights. For, so for some reason, the highlights aren't showing up on my screen. But let me go over here to the old tweeter. And um, OK, so. 
celestia.org. I discovered this through one of my bookmarks here on Twitter. And uh, let me scroll down through my bookmarks and find this bookmark. Um, it's a, um, a new layer one blockchain, as if we need a new layer one blockchain, you know, because there's plenty of layer one blockchains and supposed Ethereum killers out there trying to compete with Ethereum. And but this doesn't seem to really be approaching it in the same way as a lot of these other layer one blockchains that I've seen, uh, some, these supposed Ethereum killers. I mean, I, I bookmark a lot of stuff, as you can tell. Um, but here, Celestia.org is building one of the most important projects in crypto, which will be central in a modular world. I tried to capture that here in a comprehensive form for people to learn about incredible upcoming launch. Okay, so this intrigues me because I've been talking a lot lately about modular versus monolithic blockchains. You know, uh, Ryan Sean Adams and, and David uh, Hoffman from Bankless talk a lot about it. You know, this whole entire renaming of Ethereum 1.0 and 2.0 to consensus and execution layers. And you know, some people criticize that saying, oh, well, that's just, you know, the Ethereum Foundation pulling smoke and mirrors over our eyes, smoke and mirror over our eyes, and then uh, changing, moving the goalposts, you know, changing the narrative to to suit their failures and stuff like that. I don't really think so, man. You know, that's that's a pessimistic way to look at it. You know, um, I guess you can look at it that way. If that's if that's really how you want to look at something like here, like the great renaming what happened to ETH2. Um, it's on on the Ethereum blog. And I, I did an entire episode on that a couple of days ago, um, explaining what that's all about. And you know, one of the main reasons they're they're changing the verbiage from ETH 1.0 to ETH 2.0 to a consensus and execution layer is to you know to to um, get ahead of the scammers that are sitting there, you know, DMing people and stuff like that. And when Ethereum 2.0 uh, yeah, when when the major merge happens, I, that's what I should say. Um, scammers saying, "Well, you have to upgrade your Ethereum to Ethereum 2.0 and catching the suckers in that way." And, and, and you know, so um, anyway, what has happened is Ethereum originally had something called sharding on its roadmap, and it's still on the roadmap. It's just going to take a lot longer than they expected. And a lot of research and development has happened. And there's been a lot of development and technology called rollups. And rollups are a scaling solution, a layer two solution um, that are allowing Ethereum to scale. Uh, but it's it's what's happening is instead of everything happening on one blockchain, one monolithic blockchain, a lot of the tasks that happen with blockchain um, are being compartmentalized on different little smaller chains. You know, so and I've used the analogy of a CPU. Um, I believe it was a. Uh, uh, I, I, international business machines, IBM, <laughs> international. I can remember international business machines, but I couldn't remember the acronym IBM. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, you know, IBM had been making Intel had been making these chips, you know, for a long time. And it, it was Moore's law, you know, the, you know, the, 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 the transistors grow exponentially, but the cost of building the technology lowers. So there's this kind of infinite growth and scalability that can happen there. Well, what happens when Moore's law fails, you know, you can only fold a piece of paper so many times before you can't fold it anymore. Um, and that was starting to happen 
on CPUs and computer chips, right? Okay, so then AMD comes along and says, you know what, we're gonna split up some of these tasks that these that these uh, um, motherboards, have, that these computer CPU chips have, and uh, we're gonna modulate them. You know, We're gonna put one central you know, traffic controller chip with all these other chips, say four or five chips around it, that do a lot of the different tasks. And then that way it can scale up easier. And they did that extremely successfully. Uh, and, and blockchains are kind of going through the same thing right now um, where they have these different tasks, um, data availability, consensus and execution and stuff like that, uh, that have previously been done on one blockchain. Well, they're splitting it up into different tasks. And that is what has happened to the Ethereum roadmap. Um, it's it's roll ups and stuff like that have are bringing out this new idea of a modular blockchain instead of a monolithic one because Ethereum was originally designed with a roadmap of, a, of having a monolithic blockchain. Now they're switching the game up and it's, it's organically um, becoming a modular blockchain and that's why they want to avoid the use of Ethereum 1.0 and Ethereum 2.0. Rather, they're keeping a lot of the aspects of, it, of the original Ethereum and then they're, they're, they're breaking it up into different modules. Um, so let's go to this article here, um, Celestia. This is a great article too. And I don't honestly don't know much about Celestia. Uh, here's their website right here, celestia.org. Um, it's in testnet right now. Um, yeah, it's another layer one blockchain, but like I said, it's, it's from the ground up, it's a modular blockchain. Um, so yeah, here's a traditional monolithic architecture blockchain right here. You have, hold on, let me get this graphic a little more viewable for my viewing audience. Uh, for the audio audience, sorry about this little delay, but uh, I just wanted to make it viewable. But it just basically shows two pictures. It shows the traditional monolithic architecture, and it shows like a city, you know, and then on the very base layer of that city is the consensus and execution layer. And that's what Ethereum, um, the Ethereum 1.0, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to use the, te um, the terminology is right now. And it's what Bitcoin is, which it's what all, um, layer one blockchains are, you know, Cardano, Avalanche, you know, they, they have the consensus and execution layer on the bottom with smart contracts sitting on the top as the building buildings and city streets, you know, and the consensus and execution layer, are the plumbing, the foundation, the sewer and all that other stuff. Um, so what Celestia is doing here is they they're enabling modular architecture. So Celestia itself is the consensus layer and then things like rollups um, separately are separate from the consensus layer for Celestia and they're being stacked on top and then smart contracts on top of the execution layers. Um, so let me go to this article here. And the thing is, is the reason why I want to look at this article, because not only does it talk about Celestia, which I didn't know anything about and I can't vouch for Celestia or anything like that. I'm not that I could really vouch for much because I, you know, um, I'm not exactly an authority in this space, <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm feeling it out as I go along anyway. Um, Celestia, uh, enough with the apologies. Okay. Celestia is, a uh, um, a new blockchain that's coming out, but it's not necessarily the new layer one blockchain that I really wanted to look at and some new amazing blockchain. It's the fact that they have summarized or not really summarized. This is a really long article and add all these highlights in here, but they've, they've managed to, to recreate the problem and explain the problem and solution 
in an amazing way in this article. And I'm going to link this article in the video description, and I would highly recommend you read through this or at least skim through it. And I had all these amazing highlights in here, so I'm going to have to try to wing it. Uh, without my highlights. I don't know what happened to him. But okay, so here I'm going to read a little bit at the top. So unless you've been living under a rock lately, you're likely to read about the evolution from monolithic to modular designs that a number of blockchains are working on. What you may not have heard about is Celestia, formerly known as Lazy Ledger. No, never heard of Lazy Ledger or Celestia. The first blockchain designed with a modular architecture in mind. Celestia is one of the most exciting projects in the entire crypto space, yada, yada. And its upcoming mainnet launch could be a landmark in reshaping the construction of blockchains as we know them today. So as we know, Ethereum team has introduced this idea of modularity into the blockchain world versus monolithic. Um, and Celestia here is saying, wait, hold on a second. We know Ethereum's doing this, but we've been doing this well before Ethereum, you know, and uh, we've been trying to design this for quite a while now. So Celestia is a, is a layer one proof of stake blockchain, which provides a pluggable data availability in consensus layer. It orders data and makes it available, but it does not execute transactions. So there's no transaction execution happening on this layer one blockchain here. Celestia is optimized as a shared security layer for specialized execution environments such as rollups to live on top of. So you would have Arbitrum, ZK rollups or whatever living on top of this this uh, exec, this uh, data availability layer and consensus layer. So while Celestia will support all flavors of rollups, it is initially focused on the Ethereum virtual machine and Cosmos SDK software development kit. Um, Celestia itself is built on top of the Cosmos SDK and uses Tendermint as its consensus engine. And Cosmos is like the blockchain of blockchains. You know, it's a blockchain builder. It's it's you know, it's web. It's it's blockchain 3.0. You know, you you have Bitcoin as blockchain 1.0. Maybe Ethereum with smart contract uh, capability as as blockchain 2.0. Well, Cosmos itself is, I believe it's blockchain 3.0. It's its its a blockchain that helps you build new blockchains. Um, so that's kind of what Cosmos SDK and Tendermint are. Uh, that from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so they have their team, Mustafa Al-Bassam, Ismail Kofi, John Adler, and Nick White. Um, all right, I don't know any of those people, but uh, okay. Um, all right. Anyway, Polina, um, I've been reading some of Polina's posts and blog posts on here. I would highly recommend following Polina and this Coas. Um, I recommend I'm going to follow Coas here. And uh, anyway, this topic has been covered by so modular versus monolithic blockchain designs, and they go and distinguish the difference. The topic has been covered in depth by a number of great researchers. Specifically, Polina has a number of posts, so I'll keep it brief here. Fundamentally, when you break down blockchains to the core components, they do three things execution, consensus and settlement, and then data availability. So those are those multiple different tasks that happen during blockchain transactions. So it's not just miners mining a block and adding a block and a transaction consensus. You know, it's not so simple. There's a lot of things that are happening, just like in a CPU. There are a lot of things that happen in a CPU that can be broken down and uh, given you know, different type of, of tasks, right? So that's what's happening is these monolithic blockchains are breaking down and they're they're being broken down into these modular tasks. So the execution la layer is the computation required to update the chain. Take the current state, add in a bunch of new transactions, and out comes the transaction to the new state. All right. Um, so uh, consensus and settlement, this is the other layer, uh, provides security and agreement regarding the transactions in their order room. So basically, you know, like all these nodes sitting around saying, you, you get four, did you get four, did you get four, did you get four? 
They're all checking to make sure that everybody got four is their answer. Okay, great. All right. Yeah. And then data availability. You need to make sure that the transaction data behind the block headers has been published and made available so that anyone can readily compute and check state transition transitions. So you have to have a place to store the data because that's what data is. Blockchains are They're places to store data, you know, and you have to make it available in order to check and double check transactions in case there's any problems that arise you know in case anybody's trying to double spend or do a 51 percent attack you need to be able to have that data right there available to be able to be like okay well uh i did not get four for my answer i got six so let's go to back to the data and let's check it and uh, that data is available right here <laughs> all right so anyway take your pick of major blockchains today and you have a monolithic approach of doing those three core components all together split them up across specialized chains and you have a modular approach and that's what ethereum is really doing right now with the roll-ups and stuff like that is they're splitting all these tasks up across different chains and roll-ups are basically little small chains you know uh, side chains and stuff and so a modular design is the well-documented that that sits there and validates you know all the transactions that it does on the side and, it, and then it validates it using ethereum security uh, so all right split them up across specialized change and you have a modular approach a modular design is a well-documented approach for ethereum's current scaling roadmap but it's also what the celestia team has been working on for several years now so the man celestia has been ahead of the game and then they're suddenly seeing ethereum coming out with you know this whole idea of <laughs> like, wait a second so anyway uh, Celestia flips the current model on its head by decoupling execution from data availability and consensus. Leave the execution to specialized environments like rollups. Those rollups can then turn around, post their arbitrary data to Celestia, and rely on it for data availability and consensus. So you have here, um, yeah, the data availability and consensus, uh, the data availability layer um, as the base layer, the, the plumbing, the foundation, and then the execution layer is sitting on top of it. Um, and that's that's left to specialized environments like the rollups. And it can be Celestia rollups or it can be Ethereum rollups, you know, like Arbitrum or ZK Sync or whatever. Uh, it can be whatever other type of rollup, um, or it can be the homegrown Celestia rollup, right? And I'll get into that here in a little bit. Block space is one of the most in-demand commodities in the world right now, and legacy blockchains such as Ethereum are scaling at their scaling breaking points. The core of the issue comes down to how monolithic blockchains process transactions. Currently, for a consensus node to validate a new block, you have to check that the block has consensus. And like I said, you know, all the blocks sitting there trying to communicate with each other. You know, do you have four for your answer? Yes, 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 yes. But the more the the the, the more secure a blockchain is, the more nodes you have. But the problem is, is that's hard to scale because the more nodes you have, the the longer it takes for all these nodes to come into agreement, and then it slows it down. So how can you speed that up? And, you know, and with the blockchain space becoming more in demand and blockchain becoming more in demand in general, uh, you, you, you have to scale that up. And uh, you know, a lot of people have suggested you know, that new blockchains, but those, there's not very many. And I've pointed out in a previous episode, like for instance, Harmony has 278 nodes. I think Solana has like 1,400 nodes. Bitcoin has 14,000 nodes. You know, Ethereum has like... 5,000 or 6,000? I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, yeah. But anyway, 
the problem is, is Bitcoin and Ethereum are having trouble scaling and they're slow because they have a ton of nodes, but they're highly secure. Uh, so how do you do this? Well, they've been doing rollups and side chains and stuff like that in order to do to get a lot of that stuff done. But it's creating these little choke points and these centralization points and stuff like that. So these modular blockchains are coming out and Celestia is proposing creating this data availability layer separate and that being the data availability layer, the blockchain layer one that they're proposing. So nodes must also download and execute all transactions to make their sure the block is valid and a computationally demanding process. However, doing all this does not scale effectively. Celestia nodes are different. They don't worry about execution at all. So there's no execution happening in Celestia. Nodes in Celestia only need to check that the data behind the transactions has been published. And they don't even need to care if it's correct or not. I mean, obviously you want it to be correct, but there's fraud proofs that will help um, make sure that that's correct. But Celestia doesn't even care about that. They just want to know that it has passed through the fraud proof portion and that the data data is there. Um, and... Um, and that it's been published. Um, so they simply, so Celestia simply orders transactions and verifies that the data being published has been made available, which is a far more scalable task. Um, so the data availability problem. To properly analyze Celestia, we must first understand that the data availability problem blockchains face and why it's so important. Um, the heart of the problem is how nodes can be sure that when a new block has been produced, was all the data behind the that block published to the network. Um, without the data, users would be unable to detect if there were invalid transactions including and included in the block. Then it goes into how blockchain nodes work. They go into full nodes, which are the super um, secure. Um, they download the entire blockchain to your full node. And if you've ever tried to run a full node on your computer, you'll know it takes a long time. And a lot of times, if your computer is lagging, if you don't have a strong enough computer, enough storage, you know, it's just real frustrating to do. I tried to run a full Monero node on my computer, and it was just kind of a bitch, honestly. So I just gave up the task. Uh, but anyway, full nodes download and verify all those transactions. It's resource intensive. Um, so there's light clients as well. Um, light clients are non-fully non validating nodes, and they're easier to run, but they're not as secure. Um, so they're susceptible to 51% attacks um, because they don't store all the blockchain information. So the data availability is not really there. So they have to rely on full nodes for the data availability. Uh, what Celestia has done is they've made it available on um, these, these light clients and using these fraud proofs. Um, on uh, you could run a light uh, run a Celestia node on a light client on a mobile phone for Celestia, and I can't really get into the specific details on how it does it because I'm almost out of time here. But um, you know, Celestia by separating the layers, you know, the data availability and the execution and consensus and the smart contract layers and stuff like that, um, they're able to to really lighten up the node work you know and so uh, here's mustafa al-basami says running a celestial node data availability sampling light client on an android phone the first availability da data availability sampling light client running on a mobile phone in the world uh, so what they do is they don't um it, they take probability samples of uh, for for their fraud proofs you know and from there they're able to um determine if um the the data there has been done and if it's secure and if it's correct and everything like that like i said this article does a very good job of of laying it all out there i just don't have time to sit here and talk about it and i don't want to bore you to death but uh read this article 
So using data availability sampling allows light clients to verify that all the data in the block actually is available to be downloaded. So it's saying, is that data there? Okay, it's there. It's available. We know that. That's all we need to know. Okay. And therefore, fully validating nodes will be able to generate fraud proofs in the event of any invalid transactions. Combining these techniques, we are able to rely on far weaker security assumptions. So a little recap. Full nodes, still the most secure scenario. They can't be tricked. Standard light clients, because they do not validate blocks, they assume the majority consensus is honest. And that's optimism for you, the optimistic roll-ups and stuff like that. They assume the majority consensus is honest. And then light clients plus fraud proofs, um, we can now replace. So this is what uh, Celestia is doing, light clients and fraud proofs. They, re they can replace the, the honest majority assumption of optimism for state validity with a much weaker honest minority assumption. You now need just a minimum number of light clients making enough sample requests such that together they can reconstruct the entire block. So, yeah, um, they prove that the data is there, that it's been validated, and they can do it with a light client. Um, so you don't have to download the entire damn blockchain to a full node. The combination of fraud proofs and probabilistic data sampling are central in enabling on-chain blockchain scaling um, via sharding or block size increases, right? So, so they... They, they are essential in enabling blockchain scaling while maintaining a strong assurance of data availability and validity. Celestia's roadmap contrasts with Ethereum in a key way here. Celestia will be launching with data availability sampling and no plans for sharding. All right. And then Ethereum roadmap implements sharding well ahead of data availability sampling. So Ethereum plans to implement sharding using random sampling, but it does not have data availability sampling until years down the road. As Vitalik himself notes, sharding through, data, through, through random sampling has weaker trust properties than the forms of sharding we are building towards in the Ethereum ecosystem, but it uses simpler technology. The fact that Ethereum's current roadmap has sharding coming long before its implementation of data availability sampling is in fact one subtle but important point as sharding without data availability sampling is much less secure and sharding is is still kind of far off we might have sharding next year in ethereum i don't know so anyway blockchain scaling and celestia's approach um i can't i don't have time to go through this i, I gotta go to work um but anyway it talks about that it talks about the different types of roll-ups the difference between optimism and zero knowledge proofs and that's really interesting distinction right there and then they talk about what a roll-up on top of celestia would look like exactly uh you can like i said use the celestia native roll-ups or you could do the ethereum roll-ups which is include arbitrum zk you know who knows maybe even starkware but that's written in cairo um but uh, you know just anything any type of roll-up can be put on top of the Celestia um, um, base layer, um, but it could also be a Celestia native roll-up, all right? Um, and then it goes the contrast to the Ethereum model and the Celestia model. Um, and then it goes, talks about validity, um, validity proofs. Um, ah, man, I wish I had more time. Um, this, is, this is more than a just yeah, a, a, a one-episode type of talk here. A full modular stack utilizing Sevmos and recursive. They're building out Sevmos, which is Celestia, Ethereum Virtual Machine OS, and Cosmos OS. And an incredibly exciting full modular stack built for hosting Ethereum Virtual Machine-based rollups. 
And they show a little diagram of that here, you know. Um, so the roll-up layer can be what's called this Evmos layer, you know, which is Celestia, Ethereum, and Cosmos all rolled up in one and able to handle all those different types of roll-ups. And then have your smart contracts and your dApps sitting on top of it. So like I said, you know, like um, I'm not in it. Uh, I don't care about these dips. You know, you go over here to CoinGecko and you look at these dips and I'm just like, okay, great. You know, sucks You know, for now. I mean, I don't have anything on, uh, th that I can't lose, I guess, but I'm, I don't plan on pulling out any of my crypto right away anyway. So all this stuff is going to come back. I believe that the projects that I've put into um, are all doing very well and developing. You know, I have Bitcoin, Ethereum, Chainlink, Theta. I think all four of those will be doing very well. And then, of course, I've invested in a bunch of other little smaller projects. Those might fly away and shed off, you know, but, uh, you know, I don't know. But anyway, to wrap things up, Celestia offers multiple advantages over traditional solutions. Scalability. By decoupling transaction from consensus and data, Celestia is able to specialize and scale linear, linearly with the number of nodes on the network. Execution environments are then free to optimize on top. So that's, a multi, that's an advantage. Is It has simplicity. I don't know how simple that is, but Celestia refers to itself as a pluggable solution, hoping to make it as easy to deploy as an app-specific blockchain as clicking a button. Um, so the long tail of a potentially infinite number of blockchains will have a natural home on top of Celestia. Uh, and then shared security. No need to bootstrap your own security and validator set as an individual chain, um, whether this is for what would be an otherwise standalone chain or a Validium. Um, that would need to bootstrap a data availability committee. Those options are far more difficult and fragment security. And then sovereignty. The beauty of the simplicity of Celestia's design is that it offers so much freedom uh, to those applications built atop of it. No more being tightly bound by the execution environments and the governance decisions of the chain you sit on top of. Um, and then so as the Celestia team were far ahead of their time in thinking about data availability and the modular blockchain stack. Others such as Polygon Avail or other current layer one blockchains looking to modularize are just now realizing the inevitability of this paradigm shift from monolithic to modular blockchains. This is increasingly the direction that blockchains are moving to scale and Celestia is set to provide the best in class solution. So I don't know if Celestia is really the best choice or not. I, I'm just reading this article and of course it's, you know, this article is written by the Celestia team. So their team Celestia. But I do know that uh, this whole monolithic to modular uh, paradigm shift is happening. And that's going to be happening, I believe, across all blockchains, or they're probably going to fail um, with the exception of, I don't know, man, you know, a Bitcoin, you know, I, Bitcoin is different in my eyes. Um, but uh, I don't know, man, a lot of interesting stuff. And like I said, you know, I'm in it for the tech. I'm not in it for whatever's happening on CoinGecko right now and today and this week, okay, or this month. You know, it's not important. What's important to me is all the stuff that they're laying out in this article and all this important, um, these important concepts and, you know, the, the, the way that the technology is moving and the stuff that's happening right now, because there is a lot of amazing stuff happening under the hood um, that uh, people don't get. And they just look at, you know, Ethereum saying we can't use Ethereum 1.0 and 2.0 anymore as just an attempt to shade, throw shade and to stall and to move the goalpost and, and to manipulate people. And I would hate to sit there and live in your head and your world that you think that everybody's out to get you, you know, and that, um, you know, there's, 
you know, that everybody's out to just manipulate and scam everybody. It's not the case, man. Like these people in this stuff are, are working hard. These, the, these devs and these programmers and these people building this stuff, these builders, you know, they, they they're just, they're humans too. You know, they, 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 they're, they're building this stuff and you can't create a concrete plan for the future and say, this is what it's going to be. Changes happen. Things happen. New discoveries happen. New ideas happen while you're sitting on the toilet and you get out of that little dumping spot and you go, you know what, I'm going to do things differently. And then that, you know, so they may have had a roadmap and a plan for Ethereum, but things are changing. Things are organic and new developments happen and new research happens and new ideas happen. And that's life. Life is a creation and new ideas. So enough of my preaching and ranting, but that's what it is. All right, man. Oh, okay. I got to go to work. I got to get this show on the road. Um, so I will talk to you guys probably tomorrow. Um, and um, yeah, uh, have a good day. Later. Thank you for making it to the end of this program. If you actually like this content, give a thumbs up. And if you want to hear more, just hit the subscribe button. I'm available on YouTube, Odyssey, and BitChute, and on all the major podcasting platforms in audio version. Spotify specifically, if you would like to follow and leave a review, that would help a lot. I am also available on Twitter at EurekaJohn1. That's E-U-R-E-K-A John, J-O-H-N, and the number one. My DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. If you would like to donate some stablecoin or Ethereum, please feel free to send it to eurekajohn.crypto or eurekajohn.eth. This will help with the gas costs for all these protocols that I mess around with. Because that gas adds up and I ain't rich. Yet. Thanks again.